It's time for Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. Identical twins who swam the placental waters together and have navigated life as identical individuals. At childhood, the brothers shared clothes, a room, and birthdays, thus fortifying their bond. Nevertheless, their differences became apparent. While Jose and Angel love country, family, and rock and roll, they rarely see eye to eye. The only constant is their unique alliance and rivalry. They may have shared the room, but they don't share opinions. And welcome to another edition of Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. I'm Jose. And you are? And I'm Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> I love when we start talking and the mics aren't on. I know. That was uh, a mistake on my part. <laughs> Actually, your mic went on, didn't it? it mine yes, mine was okay. Yours wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, um, I am Jackie's filling in for my brother Angel, who's had car problems today and will not be able to make it to the show. But we hope that he handles it well. No, boo on the broom. He's probably like showing pierna on the freeway, trying to hitch a ride back home. <laughs> I know that's what you're doing, Angel. That's what it is, man. <laughs> anyway, we want to uh, wish him well, and we want to we want to welcome you all and thank you all for listening to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel once again. And um, we hope that uh, you didn't miss us last week. Last week, suddenly, I was sent out of town um, last minute to cover some uh, brush fires, and uh, having not set it up, you know. Yeah, I was. Uh, I, I had a feeling that you might be sent out there because you know you're the news. You're the newsman. You're the camera newsman out on the go always. So I, I kind of assumed you were gonna head out to those wildfires, which we know were in San Diego County. Horrible, horrible destruction out there with multiple fires throughout the entire county, causing destruction with various homes and causing some injuries and, of course, a fatality, which um, yeah, that was really sad. It was sad. It was 11 fires at one point. Yeah. And we're talking big fires, like raging hundreds of acres fires. Yeah. So we wish those people well. Um, yeah, there was a death, and it was a homeless person mm-hmm. in a homeless encampment. Yeah. The homeboy was probably, like, wasted. Had his last bottle of gin that he bumped money for. Yeah. Next thing you know, he's... He just felt a little warm. barbecue. <laughs> but you know what? Of all the fires that I've covered before, this was particularly hot. Oh, yes. Because we, were, we had record-breaking temperatures. It was like 112 degrees. Triple day. digits. And people don't realize when... The people may not realize that when something burns that bad and it's still hot, you're... The ground, the earth is hot for days. Mm-hmm. So it's convec- It's like a convection oven. Mm-hmm. I don't know how the, every time I cover fires, I got the, I have the utmost respect for these firefighters. Absolutely. It's such a scary situation. I mean, I think coming from our business and the news business, we kind of get to experience what fires really do feel like. Most people only see them at a distance, hopefully, that they're not nearby. But you really feel heat. Like, you're seriously feeling warm of 
over there. And we, as uh, reporters, journalists, we're out there on the front lines along with the firefighters. So it's a, it's a huge utmost respect for the firefighters and to the people that are out there covering, trying to get us the latest information. Just because you're really out there. Yeah, and just breathing the smoke. Mm-hmm. Like we we are in agonizing, yeah. horrible conditions. But they go into it, and, yeah. and they work. People don't realize they don't do like a 9-to-5 shift where they're working fires. No. They'll do like 12, 13, 14, 24 hours. Yeah. And then they drive down from wherever the fire is, find a nice, cool neighborhood with maybe a shady tree, and lay in someone's front yard and sleep, yeah. literally, or in a park. Yeah. So uh, kudos to them. Thank you to all the firefighters. But I got to tell you about the firefighters. What? Just because they wear those suits, the women love them. They oh, sh- heck yeah. Híjole. They are super, they're like sex bombs in yellow suits. <laughs> Why? They could I be, don't know. They could be the most nerdiest looking, Maybe dorkiest because, guys. I don't know. We swoon for courageous men and they're out there and they have this big hose that they're manning and they're just, I don't know, and they're sweating and they're dirty and just... You know, sexy. Um, I get sweaty. I get dirty. <laughs> yeah, I guess maybe it is the maybe it is the, the firefighter suit. Although it doesn't really do for me with like police officers, because I know some chicks like anything in a uniform, like yeah. an army, armed forces. Are you guy. just anti-police? I hate the police. I just got pulled over by the see, police today. See? You're anti-cop is what it is. Apparently, I was speeding on the way to work. (laughs) Luckily, it's 2 o'clock in the morning, so they're like, are you drunk? No, sir. I'm just trying to get to work on time. They're like, all right, fine. So they let me go. Anyway, we want to thank you for being on our show or listening to our show tonight. We want to remind you that you can give us your comments and your questions and your chats on our Facebook wall at Twin Talk Show. Go to Facebook, Twin Talk Show. Give us your comments or, or, or you know, criticisms on the, on the wall. Also on Twitter at Twin Talk Show and Instagram on Twin Talk Show. Um, all that stuff. Oh, wait a minute. That's not the shout-outs yet, dude. Let's Why do that again. shout-outs already. I don't know. How's that? That's anyway. better. <laughs> anyway, we want um, to let you know that uh, last, what, two weeks ago we had a show. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember what it was? I don't remember what it was, but it was a great show. Go to TwinTalkCast.com and check out previous podcasts and um, check it out. Uh, we have a whole, um, uh, we have archive, a whole yeah. archive of shows. We have a whole slew of podcasts to entertain your fancy. We've got different guests on there that can uh, uh, give you a laugh and some information because that's what we like to do here in Theodosia's Garage. We like to give you the lowdown on what you need to know. On the hoedown. <laughs> We've had guests that, like from journalists, important people and not so important people, interesting and hateful people, but all here. We even had like one of the grand wizards or something from the neo-Nazi KKK once mm-hmm. on our show. Very interesting. Yes, we did. Um, we also had um, uh, we had on that same vein, uh, we can't get can't we all get along? Uh, Rodney King was here, probably his last appearance before he croaked. We've had Greg Esparza, the comedian, the uh, winner of the last comic standing. Uh, Candlebox performed here. Also Motley performed here. Amazing stuff. All here in Dilly's Garage. So go to TwinTalkCast.com. Click previous podcasts and check it out tonight it's going to be jackie and i chatting it up uh 
She's going to give us the news and dirty laundry. But also, tonight, um, I will be sharing with you what uh, I experienced at the United We Stand Fest a couple of weeks ago. It is a fest festival of artists and politicians and activists all coming together to try to take back um, our corrupt government that only serves the people in the government. And uh, we had people like uh, Lee Camp, Rooftop Revolutionaries, Wu-Tang Clan. We had uh, former presidential candidate Jill Stein was there from the Green Party. I interviewed her. I will be sharing uh, some sound from her next week. Um, also had a 9-11 um, truther. Um, Richard Gage, who uh, runs Architects and Engineers for the 9-11 Truth. Very interesting. Um, he breaks down as an architect the reasons why the towers did not come down by some planes. And he, he points out by saying, all you got to do is look at Building 7. Did you know there was a third building that came down that day? No. I mean, no. No, not that I would really know. Fascinating. Building 7 came down about 5 o'clock that afternoon. And if you look at the video, it just comes down like it was imploding. Like you've seen implosions, controlled yeah. implosions. Uh-huh. Why did it come down? They say because it, it was on fire. But never in the history of buildings has anything come down because of fires. Ever. Anyway, he's an architect and he has put together about 2,000 architects and engineers. You know, wow. specialists in their in their field mm -hmm. to say we need the truth because our fit their physics do not lie mm -hmm. you know you can't just change physics so very fascinating it's uh interesting so i spoke with him a little bit about about the event about uh united we stand fest and the importance of it and the, uh, we also touched a little bit about 9-11 uh, architects and engineers for the 9-11 truth very much worth the listen. I'm going to be playing some of that sound later on in the show. So we hope that you guys stay with us. I want to remind you that you give us a call at 626-275-TWIN. That's 626-275-8946. You got that right? I got it, yes. I want to make sure I got it right. <laughs> and, and of so course, you know, you can always comment on our Facebook wall, Twin Talk. You can always let us know what you're thinking or give us a shout out. Say what's up. As far as what's up, what do you have going for us on the News and Dirty Laundry uh, when you come back with the News and Dirty Laundry tonight? Uh, today on News and Dirty Laundry, allegations have surfaced out of the Veterans Affairs Department and Obama had something to say about it. He's not that happy. Talking about something to say, the mayor of a central California city made a uh, colorful comment on bullying. We'll get to listen to what his funny little remark was and finally do you wash your jeans after every use well the levi ceo <laughs> says you should wait about a year to wash them when you wear them pinche cochino <laughs> details on that and more coming up and that'll be on the news and dirty laundry with jackie casas every week she's with us and uh, we'll be right back she's with us and uh, we'll be right back Don't, 
This is Jose. And I'm Jackie. Jackie on Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. Jackie's filling in for my brother. Anyway, uh, in the back music that you heard there, that was the artist's name is Box of Beats. And the track is called Little Black Dress. What an amazing song. Check this guy out. He performed here in Theo Lisa's Garage. Um, he's a young kid, about 23 years old, and all the instruments that you heard were his voice. Wow. Yeah, what he does, he has this little machine that, and, uh, and a microphone, and he basically just loops everything, and as he's performing, he's adding every layer and instrument and singing along to it. And he's amazing. Check him out. He's got a CD. Check out the CD. Uh, his name is Box of Beats. Go to his Facebook page. Amazing song. Really dig it. Go ahead and check it out on our previous podcast. Interesting story, by the way. Um, I saw him performing on the streets of Burbank at the downtown area. Uh And I said, I like this kid. So I grabbed his card. Didn't talk to him because I was going to a movie or something. And then I contacted him later. And um, sent him, called, called him on the phone. He's like, yeah, I'd love to do a radio show. I said, great, I'll send you an email. Uh-huh. Send him an email with all the information. And then he calls me back and goes, I, just, I got your email, but 
Um, do, do you have a daughter named Liana? And I'm like, oh. yes. <laughs> she, he, they went to school together. Oh, so, what a small world. Small world. So then I told my daughter this story, and she's like, I forgot his name, by the way. Daniel something. Uh-huh. I told her, and she's like, Dad, do you remember him? I'm like, no. Where did I meet him? She's like, well, you met him over the phone. Back when she was a freshman in high school, she used to be in the swim team uh-huh. as well as softball. Uh-huh. And there was this boy in the swim team that uh-huh. would call every day to talk to her. Oh, And it was him. Sweet. And one day he calls and I'm like, okay, who is this? And he says, Daniel or whatever his name is. Brand- Brandon. Brandon's his name. Okay. I'm okay, like, how do you know my daughter? He's like, uh, I'm, I'm in the, uh, I know her from swim. I'm in the swim team. I'm like, what? Yeah, I'm on the swim team. You mean you've seen my daughter in a bathing suit? <laughs> and my dad was like, Bobby. <laughs> you like to instill fear I, in all the boys that hang out with your daughters because I've seen you. I do. But you know what? It's really not to fear. It is sort of to keep the boys in check. Mm-hmm. But it's more to let the, my daughters know, give them a message, to let them know that I'm watching, mm. that, I'm, that I care, and that... I expect them to treat my daughters with respect, you know, because I've always told my daughters, you treat, you teach a guy how to treat you. You know what I'm saying? That is true. So, and that, and also the number one purpose in a man's life when the daughters and children get old enough is to embarrass the hell out of them. (laughs) I think it's mostly that. (laughs) We've witnessed a few occurrences here in Thilus's garage. Go to previous podcasts and check it out. (laughs) And with that, it's time for the shout-outs. We want to let you guys all know that every week we do a shout-out. We let our listeners know that we care and that, uh, you know, thanks for listening. First of all, I want to give a shout-out to Billy Scott, who's out there in Springdale, Springfield, Arkansas. What's up, Billy Scott? Billy, thank you for always listening. You're such a sweetheart. I want to give a shout-out to all my homeboys from NBC San Diego, Dave Smith, Artie Ojeda. I also want to give a shout-out to Jen Bjorklin. I also want to give a shout-out to Werewolf, Werewolf, Bill William Werewolf. Hey, man, great working with you guys and the fires out there. We endured a lot. You guys did a fantastic job. Want to give a shout out to Marty Fry from The Voice. Also, Josh Kaufman, the winner of The Voice. Congratulations, my man. It was great hanging out with you this whole season. Good luck to you. Hope you don't forget forget us little people. You got any shout outs? I do. I have some shout outs. I want to start off with Melissa. Shout out to you, girl. I'm really glad we had a really nice talk this week. And Chicho, thank you for listening. I know you said that. You really like Jose, but you hate him. But you know what? Just keep on listening so you can keep on liking him, but then hating him at the same time, okay? <laughs> Love me or hate me, but don't <laughs> ignore me. Also, shout out to Liz and Roxana. Girl talk is the best thing, girls. So keep in touch. That's all that I have for tonight, guys. <laughs> all right. We want to let you guys know that uh, you can give us a shout out yourselves. Just come to um, Twin Talk Cast. I'm sorry, Twin Talk Show on Facebook or call us at 626-275-8946, 626-275-8946. All right. We'll talk to you guys later. We'll be right back with the news and the dirty laundry.
Welcome back to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. And welcome back to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. <laughs> Thanks for listening to us. Sorry about the technical issues. I don't know what happened. I don't know what's going on. I mean, didn't you pay the bill for, didn't you give yeah. money to do Luis to pay for the bill? You know, it's just that, you know, I don't know. It's the check. Sometimes I think he does it on purpose. Sometimes they bounce. No, <laughs> honestly, don't know. We were on the air. I learned from text messages that uh, that some people did were able to listen to us throughout the show, and um, eventually, and others weren't. Well, the ones that tuned in later could not hear us. Mm-hmm. That's what you get for tuning in late. <laughs> you should always tune in on time at seven p.m. Even though we were. A little behind schedule. Oh, Billy Scott said he can hear us now. Yay! If uh, Billy Scott can hear us. That's all that matters. Then that's all that matters. The world is good. Anyway, we want to thank you all for enduring the technical issue. Um, I have really don't have no idea what happened. All of a sudden, we were no longer on the air. And it has something to do probably with Obama. Absolutely. Or... Um, uh, you know, the National Security Agency. Totally. It, they're on you. They're on to me. They're on you. You know what? Just for the record, I want to say this now in all seriousness, uh-huh. total seriousness, for all of you who are listening to us right now, um, because I criticize the government, which is within our right, which was written into our, our constitution, mm-hmm. the First Amendment was written so that we can criticize our government to keep them in check. But because I do, and because of the tyrannical uh, way that the government is going, I want everyone to let you all know that I have no intention, and I will never have any intention, of committing suicide. So if I'm ever found suicide, you know, uh-huh. dead uh-huh. due to suicide uh-huh. with a suicide note. Or then I'm going to call bullshit. Call bullshit. Okay. Because I am not going to commit suicide. Let you guys know. Okay. Sounds good. So then I should start with the conspiracy theories. Conspiracy theory right right off the bat. But I'm dead serious. Okay. Because that shit can happen. No, that's good to know. That's good to know for a future reference. Just in case if Obama's, you know, peeps come out to keep you on check and pues se les pasó la mano, well then, you know. (laughs) Se les pasó la mano. Now, what does that mean? They just... You know, maybe they just squeezed your neck a little too hard. (laughs) And whoopsie. If I'm in some strange car accident because I drive like an old lady or I end up dead or some crazy accusation of maybe uh, terrorism. I don't know. Uh-huh. Not me. Just because I criticize the government and I do insist that we stand up and and um, take back our government does not mean that I, I'm calling for an all out, get a gun and start shooting people. No. I don't yeah. mean that in any way, and I won't even say start shooting that person that's in, at the White House because then all of a sudden the NSA will be on my back and knocking on my door. I do not mean that. Mm-hmm. I mean that we need to make the government represent the people once again. Do it with the vote. Do it by speaking out. Do it by writing. Do it by broadcasting. Whatever it takes, do it. I hear you. That's what I mean. You know, just to add a little bit more to my shout out that I had earlier sure. about my cousin Chicho. Goes to show you're not listening. My cousin Chicho <laughs> listens to our show. Hey, Chicho. And he is a super smart man. And he says that he knows that you're a smart man. He knows it. But he just can't believe the stupid shit that comes out of your mouth. Those are exact words. <laughs> exact words. 
He said, how, I know he's a smart man. How can the stupid shit come out of his mouth? I don't understand. Chicho, first of all, thank you very much for listening to the radio show. And thank you for your comment. We welcome your comments on our radio show, on Twin Talk Show, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also, give us a call at 626-275-8946. The good thing about it is that he has an opinion. Yes, absolutely. And that's great. I told him I support you in Thank calling you. in and commenting our Facebook pages because he said he commented, but you responded. He gets so mad. And he's <laughs> like, I know he's a smart man, but I had that stupid shit out of his mouth. You know, um, I, I'm going to say something that might offend him, and I don't mean to offend him, but unfortunately, I've learned or I've realized, and this comes from most of my friends and colleagues are liberal, um, and most of them are, um, you know, are Democrats. For the record, I'm not Republican, okay? I'm not even registered as um, in any party. I'm registered independent. If I was to be in a party, I'd probably lead more toward libertarian, but I don't want to be labeled, as my brother says. Anyway, um, um, I've learned that liberals tend to think they're smarter. They, yes, it's very interesting. I don't mean this in a bad way. I'm not saying that your uncle, because he seems like he's liberal, is not smart. But they really talk to you when you're having a, uh, an honest debate with them mm-hmm. about most more likely on, on ideology, like politics. They always – and these are people that I've – for instance, a friend of mine that I've known for 10, 15 years, knows me very, very well, works with me on a regular basis, says to me, you know, Jose, it's just – I know you, you would get it if you just knew – all the facts, or if you just did a little more research, or you know, Jose. One time, one friend of mine looked at me dead, and I said, "You know, um, it's just that most scholars and great thinkers are liberal or Democrat, Jose." And I'm thinking, "Wow!" <laughs> so, I mean, they really look at you like you don't think you're what you're talking about. A lot of it has not not doesn't have anything to do with knowledge or academia. Mm-hmm. It has to do more with a ideology. So um, I realize a lot of times I say things that may offend people. Yes. I know it's going to offend people, and yes. I hope that they take it in a sense that I don't mean it personal to anyone. I'm just espousing my, my, um, my beliefs. And I do it a lot of times for the shock value because – we got to keep doing that because the government is trying to intimidate us into not doing it. So, Chicho, <laughs> is that a, what is that? This, uh, we just got a, a Facebook posting <laughs> on our on our wall from Julia Contreras, <laughs> which has a lovely photo of Obama having his hand behind his ear, saying like, "What you saying?" Jose? And, and she, <laughs> "What you saying?" And then my brother posted, "Ha ha ha! Obama can't hear twin talk." <laughs> anyway, we want to let you guys know. I want to let the or Tio is it Tio Chicho cousin cousin, cousin Chicho. Chicho. Really, thanks so much for listening, and I really invite you if you want to come on our show sometime or or call in or whatever. Um, thank you for the compliment uh, that I'm a smart man. I do think I'm, you know, smart enough to get by <laughs> but it, a lot of times it isn't because we're stupid there is an ideology there's a belief um that goes along with it and it doesn't mean that we put intelligentsia aside it just means that it is going through that prism much like your um, misguided leftist notions chicho but anyway <laughs> <laughs> well i'm glad that you responded to his comment because i was laughing when he um 
let me know about that uh, <laughs> l- last time we were on. But I'm honored that you listen, teacher. Really right? are. We really appreciate That's it. That's all that matters. Just keep on listening. <laughs> and there it is, ladies and gentlemen. Now that you're here. Now that you can finally hear us. <laughs> that guttural beat in the background. The one that grabs you from the loins and says, Ay. It says, listen to Jackie Casas with the news and dirty laundry from Telemundo and NBC, multimedia journalist, friend of Twin Talk with Jose and Angie and a dear friend of mine with the news and dirty laundry, Jackie Casas. Yeah. (laughs) It's a little lonesome in the garage. (laughs) Yes, it is. I want to say, I want to take the time that, Angel, I miss you. Uh, we, we miss you here in the garage. It's okay. just not the same without you being here and vaping around and stuff <laughs> with that chocolate smell. I got to tell you, though, he's giving me like 15 text messages. And the only really? one, Yeah, the only one that stands out to me is, you're awesome, Jose. You're good on radio. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Angel. Hey, what about me, Angel? Uh, we've always said that to you, and he knows. You know it. We always do. I'm sure he knows that you know, but you, I'm sure he'll respond with that. <laughs> but... Um, Yes. Uh, no, I got. I really am heartened that you're... Um, I, I go back to it, that your cousin Chicho listens, and he has yeah. an opinion, whether it's favorable or not. It's awesome. Yeah, it's great. Thanks for listening, guys. And thanks for listening, Angel. We appreciate that you're listening to us from whatever stranded highway you're on. <laughs> I swear, I, I'm almost positive I picture you out there showing your pierna, a little bit of chichi, you know, to get your, get your ride home. <laughs> and uh, also, Julia Contreras, I want to thank you for listening and posting that photo of Obama with his ears extended. It's not that hard for him to extend those big ears. <laughs> thanks for listening and letting us know that there was issues with the radio widget. Thanks, Billy Scott, also for hanging in there as you fixed your vehicle. Hey, what's going on with that Firebird? Let me know. So what's going on, Jackie? Okay, guys. So talking about President Obama, he had quite uh, a stance that he uh, presented today. He vowed to get to the bottom of allegations that veterans suffered long delays in getting health care. And he made it very clear to the Veterans Affairs Secretary, Eric Shazinsky's that his job is on the line as this spreading controversy took over the headlines this morning. The president appeared in the White House press briefing um, after meeting with Shazinsky. Shazinsky, ooh, that's a trough we won. Uh, Shazinsky and other top aides on uh, leading. It, it's Shazinsky? I thought it was Shinseki. Is it Shinseki? I don't Shinseki? I don't know. Um, Is it the Japanese man? Shinseki. Yes. That's right. Uh Because I don't know how to read. Um, So he had a review into allegations that long wait times for veterans that are seeking medical treatment could have led to some deaths. Apparently, this came out of a uh, Veterans Affairs Hospital in Arizona where there was a cover-up that was attempted for these long wait times. Uh, the He also announced that if he found anyone who manipulated or falsified records at the VA must be held accountable. He sidestepped uh, to question Shinseki um, about a possible resignation after these allegations came about. This, like once again, I said that this is from a uh, Veterans Affair hospital in Phoenix, Arizona, with the center, uh, one of the directors said that uh, apparently she was on administrative leave pending the outcome of this investigation of these allegations of these long wait times uh, that apparently were covered up. 
Um, you, Sad days. Do you think that it's do you, here's by the way here's a little bit of his, his speech if you don't mind I'm going to play it Jackie. Sure. This is a president today addressing the nation in regards to that VA scandal that Jackie. I temporarily assigned to work with Secretary Shinseki and the VA, and we focused on two issues: the allegations of misconduct at Veterans Affairs facilities and our broader mission of caring for our veterans and their families. As Commander in Chief. I have the honor of standing with our men and women in yada, uniform yada, yada, yada. Get to every the point. step of their service. From the moment they take their oath to when our troops prepare to deploy to Afghanistan, where they put their lives on the line for our To security. Benghazi, where I covered it up for to my election. Side, as our wounded warriors fight to recover from terrible injuries. And the most searing moments of my presidency oh, get to the uh, point. have been going to... Walter Reed or Bethesda or Bagram. Okay, I'm and sorry I didn't prepare this bite. I just went to it. But I want to get to the part where uh, he's being like an angry dad. Walter Reed or cooking the books. Right here. I will not stand for it. Not as commander in chief, but also not as an American. Yeah. Not a shit. So, so. these allegations prove to be true. It is dishonorable, it is Dishonest. disgraceful, and I will not tolerate it, period. Uh, on a side note, you hear all those cameras clicking in the background? Mm-hmm. Every step of okay, the Okay, so, I mean, that's basically the gist of it. Um, I will not tolerate, I will not stand for it. I'm your father. Go to your bedroom this instant. But it's upsetting. It's upsetting that there's veterans that go overseas to f- put their lives on the line. Oh, I agree. And they come over here and they just, you know, need some medical care like everyone and to have these long wait delays. And on top of that, for it to be covered up. So let me just add on to the, the So like I said, this originated from the Veterans Affairs Hospital in Phoenix. However, there are other two top veteran affairs officials that have resigned in the last weeks. And allegations of these delays have gone over to about 26 facilities that are now under investigation. Well, first of all, that's nothing new. This kind of of, of terrible service where um, veterans have had have died or have had issues with getting care or whatever, poor care has been going on for a long time. It happened through the Clinton and the Bush administration. And the, I, the interesting thing is this. I hold every president accountable for this, but in particular, President Obama, and I'll tell you why. Not because I'm hating on Obama, but because I distinctly remember Obama talking about this is not going to be tolerated mm-hmm. under my presidency. Uh, he talked about the wounded warriors and they deserve better, th- you know, whatever. Because back in the day, we had that I forgot Walter Reed Hospital mm-hmm. scandal back during the, Ob- uh, the Bush administration. Mm-hmm. Um, and also. And probably more so, and that's why he's being such an adamant, like, I'm your father, I will not tolerate, because it is a perfect example of what government health care will be like. Mm-hmm. Government health, the government is running the health care for these VA uh, veterans, and that's there's what? about 1,700 hospitals, clinics, nursing homes throughout the country. And that's what, that's what people want. Is that really what you guys want, government running your health care? If you want to think about government running your health care, just remember the last time you went into the DMV. 
you know, or oh, for those God. of you chuntis or whatever, last time you went to go get your welfare check, <laughs> check. how long That's did you have to wait? You know, and on top of that, um, Reno chimed in on a post I put on the Twin Talk show. I said, dozens of VA deaths due to waiting list, and you want the government to run your health care? Reina chimed in and said, no, I want the IRS to run the health care. Totally different, <laughs> which is a little bit of sarcasm because the IRS is running health care. Yeah. The IRS grew by tenfold because under the Obamacare uh, law, IRS is running it. My point, folks, is that um, the president is trying really hard to be stern and act like he gives a shit because th- he knows that people are going to compare this with um, with his Obamacare. I think it's beyond Obama. The situation with the veterans is really, really horrible. There's so many of them that come back with physical <clears throat> and mental uh, disabilities coming back from being overseas. They're not, they come back to an economy is not that great. They don't have a great opportunity for work. And, and I, I don't think people necessarily really respect them. Like maybe back in the day, because I actually know a couple of veterans who don't, uh, their 10% discount at uh, Denny's has been like eliminated or something like that. Uh. Like they don't offer that anymore to them where they saved they, they offered their lives on the line for us to have the country that we have, to have the freedoms that we have, to have – They should have the top health care. Absolutely. And you know what the irony is? Our Congress, our politicians – They're not a priority. No, let me finish this. The P- Congress voted to be exempt of Obamacare. Did you know that? They, are, they, don't, they don't have to take the mandated health care that we do. On the, on the phone right now, we have somebody on the line. You're listening to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. You're on. You're live. Who is this? Hey, this is Angel. What's up, Angel? <laughs> What's up, brother? Hey, Jose. Hey, brother. Thank you for understanding my car troubles here. Hey, <laughs> I have. You know, uh, I I don't have a new car, and I don't want a payment. Okay, <laughs> I can fix my car. Sorry about missing Twin Talk. But I did want to make a comment on this uh, VA thing. Go ahead, bro. Can I make a comment of on course. it? Or, or, or am I not allowed to? It's part of your, <laughs> part of your show. <laughs> hey, well, let me tell you. I think that uh, that Jackie has it. Has It's right on the money. Because, you know, these VAs, they put their life on the line, eh? And I totally know what it feels like. You know... I was I was I went to the liquor store and I put my life on the line. There was a big line around the corner right there just to get a beer, eh? <laughs> so I mean, my life was on the line. But Angel, what what do you think? Uh, but, uh, but think but, go, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I, no, I I don't think it's I don't think it's a it's it's a, a what do you say it. Uh, uh, a healthcare type um, uh, government healthcare thing. I don't because if you think about it, how uh, how many people go to an emergency room and uh, you have to stand in line? That's a very good and point. It, it, it's a it's a private healthcare, or it could be county healthcare, and you still stand in line. Well, so, county, county is know, government, right? Mean, Angel, uh, Angel. Obama, Obama, Obama. You know, mm, uh, uh, it's not his fault. 
Oh, my God. Angel, now listen to this. You, I, I know that you, first of all, you just mentioned county health care. That is different from – that is government. And I know that you experience having to deal with county health care uh, um, in the past couple of years. You've, you've expressed your disdain for it. And that is an example of government-run health care. Sure, emergency rooms, you know why people wait in emergency rooms? Because there's fewer of them. Because there used to be trauma centers, and now there are fewer of them. So now you have to wait more in line, and they, they prioritize. Imagine with, with the government-run health care system, that the government that can't even put up a website. Angel, you and I put up a website. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and the government couldn't – granted, it's not one where you could sign up. But, <laughs> and Jose, all we've got to do – and this is, this is really simple, but nobody could grasp it. Stop sending – People to war, period. Bottom line is, okay. but, but but the VA treats people that don't. Not sending people to war, and and uh, you know but what the, can I say? But Angel, the VA doesn't just treat people that are war. They treat all servicemen, whether you go to war or not. You know, I, I just listened to an interview today on the radio with a woman who who was a nurse and took care of her dying father-in-law, who she loved very much. He was a veteran, and one of the last things he said to her was. Said, I am so sad. The government did not take care of me. The the government has turned their back on me. And the next day, he died. Mm-hmm. The very next day. There you go. And that's what I'm talking about. Uh, uh, the government sends our soldiers to war. Well, quote unquote. You know these wars that they create. Uh, you know, so don't send them there because they're not going to back you up. First of all, and they have the. That's my alarm on my car because I'm working on my car. Did you hear that? Yeah, but anyways, but, it's, uh, but remember, it's not just so, those that go to war. The VA hospitals, most soldiers are not in war. You know what I'm saying? The VA hospitals for all servicemen and women. Yeah. Why can't they get the same kind of health care that the congressmen and senators get? They don't get the same. They're, yes, not, they're not part of. I health, hear you on they're not that. part of the Obamacare totally system. Hear you on that. So Why it is Obama's the fault. Go to war. You know what? Send those fuckers. Angel, okay. Let me let me respond to this, work. Angel. Let me go back to what you said. You said it's not Obama's fault, and I will concede that. Because it's, it's, it, it, we all know that these issues with the VA hospital has been going on since three or four other administrations. All the way back through uh, – through from the, I read books from post-Vietnam War, same thing. But when you run as president of the United States on the platform of reforming health care and then you push it down our throats and saying that, one, all those fake-ass promises about it being cheaper, you can choose your doctor, everyone will have – don't you think that the number one priority should be their freaking veterans? There should not be way. Yeah, and that's what he's doing. And that's what he's so doing. So it is his fault. That's exactly what he's doing. He's, he's, well, perhaps he's not doing it the way you think he should do it, just like you think that the, the, the way that the Obamacare is not the way that you think it should have happened. Now he's attacking the VA uh, hospitals, which really need help. Okay, so uh, should that be his priority? Something about it. Nobody else is doing about it. But what I think, what I'm saying is, well, yes, at least he's doing something about it. But really, what he should be doing is, don't start saying, don't send our veterans to war. I got I just got people to war. I just got a. I just got a veterans. I just got a message. And you know what? Since we're talking, since we're talking about war, you know what? Those 300 or 200 girls in Africa. Oh, man, I wish them the best. But don't send our, 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 our troops over there. I agree with you. Period. Um, um, and, I just, and apparently, from what I hear, 
here's a message from a listener, Angel. From what I hear, huh? Here's a message. Here's a message from a listener, Reina. She says, "I bet if we brought back the draft, these wars would end immediately." Once people find out their children would be forced to go to war. I'm sorry to tell you, Reina Bay, but uh, the draft does exist. It's just not being in, in, um, utilized because people are still volunteering to join the military. There actually are still people knocking on the doors of the recruiters to go to the military. So in that sense, um, I understand that. But a very good point. Uh, very good point. But you know what, bro? Uh, anyways. Hey, thanks for covering. Thanks for for handling the helm over there, Jose and Jackie. Love you, babe. And Chicho and Holmes. Jose's not that bad, is he? <laughs> but thanks for listening. Eh? That's weird. That sound. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, bro. Thanks for calling. Thanks, man. Angel. Okay. Uh, anyway, that's okay. Weird. Take care, guys. Bye. I'd like to invite anybody to give us a call at six two six two seven five eight nine four six. Six two six two seven five eight nine four six. It's a very very good topic that you bring up. Yes. So, um, like I said, this is still an investigation that's ongoing with multiple facilities being involved, and uh, hopefully we get the bottom to this, and and this details will surface very soon. You mentioned the investigation. The president comes up and said his mantra: "We're gonna we're gonna conduct an investigation, and we're gonna get to the bottom of this, and I want to make sure that those that are need to be held accountable will be held accountable." Notice that that's what he says every single time, and that's all he needs to say and move on. Because guess what? Our fellow Americans – I'm going to say it. I'm sorry. But our Americans do not hold our president accountable anymore. They are happy. They'll say, just feed me that little morsel, that little sweet taste of – that enough to, so I could turn around to my buddy and say, oh, he's going to take care of it, and then turn a blind eye. The president doesn't take care of it. I.e. Benghazi. I'm going to investigate it, and uh, you know I'll get back to you. Well, not a single person has been subpoenaed. Um, uh, okay, Benghazi, IRS scandal. I'm going to investigate it and get to the bottom of this. They silenced uh, what's her name. It, it took a congressional hearing to get uh, whatever the woman's name again to to indict her. Uh, Fast and Furious. We're going to get to the bottom of this. Two American border workers killed with guns that our government were selling to the cartel. We'll get to the bottom of it. They subpoena Eric Holder. Eric Holder, the attorney general, takes mm-hmm. the fifth. The president takes his side. Uh, I could go on and on, on and on, on and on. I think in reference to the veterans affairs situation, I think the fault lies with the people because they don't give a shit about veterans. And they don't make them a priority and they don't hold them to a level where they should be respected, they should be taken care of. Why, why, do, be... why, don't, why don't you, not to interrupt, but, but you mirror a lot of what other people have been doing. They take that responsibility off the I'm president. I'm not saying I'm necessarily taking the responsibility of Obama pres- because I think it's our leaders, obviously, who have to display that. But I think a lot of them... You know, do these on Memorial Day, they put on like a little presentation somewhere at the city square about let's, you know, support and love our troops and love our veterans. But in reality, I think it's Obama. I think it's all of our elected officials around the country that don't give two shits about them and don't really support them. And if and and in turn, the people don't either where they should be. A very good point. And the way we do it is by demanding an accountability from our leaders. Four people died in Benghazi. Okay, I know a lot of people don't care about it, mm-hmm. and but under the same token, you you that you just said, 
Those people put their lives on the line. Three of those people that died were Navy SEALs who disobeyed orders and went in to try and save uh, Chris Stevens, mm-hmm. the, uh, the, the whatever his name is, the ambassador. Ambassador. They defied orders and went in to try to save him, and they were killed as well. That yes, same is. thing that you're talking about it goes for them as well. But what happens? Americans are happy with the stupid lie explanation that the president gave that it was some video and it I wasn't know, a cover I, up and i get so, it i get what so you're that's saying how you do it you do it from but, the top down but no i but it, the 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 fall of how we've been treating veterans has been going on for decades i mean you said it yourself there's been several administrations that haven't made them a priority benghazi i totally get what you're saying but that was something that's just kind of like risen in the last few years with Obama and whatever issues we have with Obama. But this is something that spanned over decades. This okay, is something but, that's turned like an uh, an issue that but, clearly we have not even gotten into the surface of if it's spanned over years and years and years. But like I told my brother, um, if there's anything that Obama will ever always be known for and he pushed for since day one, ignoring all the other issues like the economy and There's so nothing. forth, was health care. Mm-hmm. And don't you think that knowing that – because the, during his, but, the, but, the but during issue his campaign, isn't only health care with during, the veterans. But during the, you're right. But we're talking about the Veterans Administration hospital issue. Um, remember, during the campaign, the president did say it. I should have found it, but I didn't have time, folks. Um, The president did say during his campaign that exactly what you're saying, pretty much what you're saying, word for word, that our our heroes deserve better treatment than what they've been getting in these VA hospitals. And he has – he's ignored them completely. This – ladies and gentlemen, for those of you that are listening, the the Affordable Care Act has nothing to do with affordable – or care. <laughs> it does have nothing to do with affordable or care. Only 12% of Americans actually needed affordable health care. Um, oh, let me rephrase that. Fell under the category of not affording the health care and they would need some kind of subsidy. And uh, the majority of Americans are all being uh, – we're all being screwed uh, otherwise. Our health care is not improved and most of us are paying more for our health care. I'm paying 2.12% more. Wait, wait, 200.12% more. I did the math. It was some number. 100.12% more. That's what it is. Okay. In other words, I'm paying twice as much. Okay. (laughs) Move on. Let's move on, guys. And let's really actually support our veterans next time we hang out with them. I thought you were going to say, let's go support our president. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Moving on to our next story. A blunt talking California mayor has caused quite a ruckus on the topic of bullying this week. Cameron Hamilton, mayor of Porterville, California, which is a little bitty little town between Bakersfield and Fresno, had some colorful commentary about bullying during last week's city council meeting. Let's go ahead and take a listen what he had to say. I mean, I'm against bullying, but I'm getting damn tired of it being used as a mantra for everything and the ills of the world when, when all most people have to do is grow a pair. <laughs> stick up for them damn well, it's hard. It is hard to it is hard to stand up and grow a pair when you're maybe a ten year old little girl. <laughs> That's right. You heard it right. Mayor Cameron Hamilton said you just had to grow a pair. <laughs> now the response that we heard was from Councilwoman Virginia Garola, who immediately responded and as we heard say it's kinda hard when you're a ten year old girl to 
grow a pair. <laughs> um, now, just envision this. This guy, who's literally probably not been on the radar for anybody on politics because Porterville is really small. There's very small of residents there. But it's this white dude, ball head, and this huge, like, handlebar mustache, handlebar <laughs> mustache who's saying this. <laughs> like, you just need to grow a pair. Porterville, California is in the Central Valley of California. It's known for agriculture, and that's pretty much it. And that's pretty much it. And probably, like, toxins in their air from pesticides. From the, it's the inversion layer. They probably have more cows. No, they do have more cows than people, probably. Here's the official song for Porterville. That's for you there, Scott. <laughs> Uh, you know what? I gotta tell you. I, I got. I gotta tell you. I. I'm really glad that you talk about this. Go on, Mayor of Porterville, dude. You rock. I totally agree. They were talking about in this sitting council meeting about creating anti-bullying safe zones for students. This is something that was up in discussion um, as far as implementing in their city. And this is where he kind of was just like, uh, you know, I'm kind of over it. I'm just. I gotta. I gotta read. He has. God, he's God, actually God. raising two of his ga- grandchildren because his daughter actually died, unfortunately. Wow. So he says that he is frustrated with the school policies about bullied students, and he feels like they need to stand up for themselves. And that's something that he feels like he's implemented in his two grandchildren. And he says, "I guarantee, I'm not raising them to be whiny." You know what? Um, I I um, totally agree with with the mayor. Of Porterville, California. I tried to call him. I called the office to do an interview with him first, but I guess he didn't have the balls to come on our show. <laughs> but but I'm going to try to get him for next week. Um, yeah, I, I got to tell you something. He's gotten a huge response to what he said. I mean, it, it's been on CNN. It's been on everywhere where he's gotten some negative response. And he says that, you know, he regrets sort of making it kind of a little bit, a little straightforward and not necessarily the most e- appropriate words to say but he stands by it Uh, stand by it dude own it if i was to say something like that publicly and everyone tried to shame me into apologizing i'd say look you guys understand what i'm saying grow some balls and shut up we live in this we're living in this in this age now where people are so politically correct and here's the deal the the, what's behind it first of all there's a couple things obviously uh we don't know what this the safe zones that we're trying to create but but yeah, that's I, very, very preliminary because it's a proposal that they were discussing. But the thing is, it was being brought up to the city council by an advocacy group of gay and lesbian for gays and lesbians, and um, nothing against and le- nothing against gays and lesbians. But I have a theory based on what I see. Realize that in the past ten years or so, bowling has been such a, such a big deal when it's been part of life since the beginning of time. Bullying exists, and it's never going to be getting ri- get rid of. But it's being it's being sensationalized. It's being sensationalized. Yes, <laughs> we just actually got a, a a posting again from one of our listeners, uh, Julia Contreras, who uh, it, it's a it's a comment from Betty White, who said, "Why do people say?" "Quote unquote, grow some balls. Balls are weak and sensitive. If you really want to get tough, grow a vagina. <laughs> Those things take a pounding." <laughs> and she said, "Why grow a pair when really, you know what? 
I agree, Julia. <laughs> but I got to go back to what I was saying. Um, um, as you, all been paying attention on television and the media. There's such a big deal about bullying. Here's my my issue with bullying. Um, it's been pushed by an agenda for to push the acceptance and tolerance of gays and lesbians. Now I know I'm going to get a lot of flack for it. That has nothing to do with the fact of my uh, with gays my intolerance of gays and lesbians. Of course, I have no problem with people's sexual orientation. Mm-hmm. I love all people, but I know you love lesbians, and, and I love lesbians. <laughs> I'm a lesbian myself, and. But there's a big push and agenda to try to intimidate people into tolerating another lifestyle, and that's just another tactic. That's not to say that kids are not being horrendously bullied. They are. I'm, I was bullied in high school. Bullied and s- committing suicide because of the intense bullying. The number of suicides that kids commit due to bullying are no, nowhere near the numbers that that you might think it's just being sensationalized in the media. The thing is this, do not create any more laws to stop this or stop that because we'll live under more laws that are unnecessary. Just enforce the laws that exist. Have the, you know, have the, um, the schools enforce the rules that already exist. Hold parents accountable for what they do and the children they raise. That doesn't mean, um, uh, make laws. That means maybe there needs to be some communication, better communication between the the school and the parents. And most importantly, tolerance goes both ways, man. You know. And another thing, bullying grows you balls. Okay, I I am who I am because I was bullied in high school. So a lot of kids are bullied and they do just fine. Stop whining. Yeah, I don't. I can't. I I just can't. I can't go with it. Bullying does. I don't. You no. were a bully. You told I us. I was bullied, and it totally. No, you bullied. I didn't bully. You said you used to make fun of people. I never made fun of people. I never made fun of people. No, I was bullied in middle school, and it was like <laughs> super not fun to go through. It was like traumatizing during that time, and it really. It, it was not fun. I can't support it at all. Like, I get it. I get what you're saying. It's gotten to an extreme point where every single no, fucking thing is a situation. It's That's not. what I'm saying. It's getting to an extreme point where it's like every little thing is considered bullying. And, oh, you're yeah. bullying me. Oh, yeah. I'm a victim. I understand that angle of it. However, that doesn't mean that I support bullying. That I think that it should be. It builds character. I agree with it you. It makes I don't you support, tough. I'm not saying I, build, I, I, I support bullying. And let me say it again because I spoke about the gay and lesbian community. I have nothing against anybody's lifestyle. Well, it's not just LGBT community. It's all around. No, it's it's all around. Um, No, no, but I realize that the the um, the the campaign is to stop bullying across the board, not just against gay kids, but against all kids. But I do see that the advocates behind a lot of these bullying, anti-bullying programs are gay and lesbian. Now, no problem with gay and lesbian advocacy groups. I think that they need to have, they need to be treated um, as uh, humans like anyone else. We're all the same. No, I have no problem with that. Please, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, if you are pushing that kind of stuff, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna sensitize people too much. If you're always crying about 
this is wrong, this is wrong. We need to make laws against it. You're going to teach our kids to be whiners. Yeah, and I also think I I do completely agree that we need to hold the parents more accountable because they are reflecting on what they see at home. And parents maybe don't give two shits about it, but then this is where actually being a parent comes into play. And there needs to be more responsibility on their end for these kids that are bullying and and, and causing major issues with them. Look, look um, I don't think bullying should happen. But it exists. I don't think we need to have safe zones for bullying. We don't have to have all this. All, I think you, we need to give bullies unas buenas nalgadas. Understand, there are already school psychologists that could help deal no, with... No, there aren't. There aren't enough school psychologists okay. in the districts because okay. of budget cuts and reasons like that. They limit a school psychologist for like two, three schools when that's, there's a bunch of cases. Okay, with that's kids. a very good point. So get rid of the unions so that we don't have to pay all these... Sure, let me take out my magic wand for that to happen. It's a very good point. And you keep bringing up these good points. No, but the thing is, okay then, there are ways to handle this, but to create more laws and anti-bullying this and anti-bullying that, no, these things exist. Utilize what exists, people. I think as far as us being more proactive, now they may not be right, they may not be exactly the best, as long as we keep being proactive in trying to put this to a minimum, I support. But so it, if they want to create anti-bullying zones, it may not be the best solution for it all. It really may not be. But as long as we're being proactive and trying to find an ending to it, then I support it. Until your kid's a big, little whiny kid. If your no, kid came it's not home, about making kids your kid, whiny. First of all, when, not, your, when your kid comes home, it gets, it's, my daughter, Liana, when she was very young, in kindergarten, first grade, and thir- third grade, she had the girls treat her like shit. Mm-hmm. And I felt so bad. It, it made me feel horrible that my beautiful daughter, who had this great outlook on life and loved everyone and wanted to be everyone's friends, I, didn't, I never knew girls could be so little bitchy girls. They can. <laughs> Even in grade school. Oh, yeah. I felt so bad for my daughter. And I wanted to go over there and wring those girls' necks. Of course. I would, too. But all I could do was try to teach my daughter to have fortitude and stand on her own. Of course, I monitored it as best I could. But I didn't give her the old, oh, those bullies, those bullies. I stayed away from that kind of discussion with her. I stayed into the, uh, sweetheart, there's going to be people that don't like you, and that has nothing to do with you. They are jealous, or they just are insecure, and I stayed on that vein. you know. And if we, too often, our parents want to go off and attack the other kids or do that, you know, those people are going to exist. You know what my mom told me? It was like literally like the first day of school. She said, you never ever hit anybody never you never ever do but if they hit you you make sure you hit them right back that's what my mom told me and i remember that more than anything about first day of school she always told me that never like pay attention in class because yeah. that was a given you obviously you had but to the do thing that. is that the, the mayor of porterville brought that up right now he says uh, part of his uh, part of his bear. problem is that he's tired of this whole no tolerance policy in schools which is true um, the, there shouldn't be and, a tolerance for bullying, though. No, no, but you just mentioned um, nowadays if someone bullies you and bullies you and bullies you, and she finally he or she punches you and you punch back, you're both getting suspended. You're both getting expelled. You know what I'm saying? There's no more common sense judgments. How about that little first grade kid who who pretended he was throwing a grenade because he was saving the earth from evil people? He got suspended mm-hmm. because he pretended to throw an imaginary grenade. 
That's ridiculous. It's stupidity. Stupid. Yeah. Not fun. Not yeah. fun. But let's let's stop with the bullying. You know, I don't know about growing a pair <laughs> exactly, but no more bullying. Bullying guys. is okay. Parents need to okay, stand up. Okay, let me respond to you. Let me respond to you on that one. Let me get my magic wand and get rid of bullying. <laughs> You're not gonna get rid of bullying. How about teaching kids to grow a pair of balls? And that doesn't mean to be a bunch of bullies back and fight back. That means having the fortitude to understand. Whatever, dude. Relax. No, I'm not going to go. I'm, I'm not, not going to go support. cut myself and kill myself. They have a problem. Teach your kids to this. Those kids have a problem. When I was bullying in high school, I knew, man, those kids have a problem because they're the good-looking jocks. They're twice my size. They okay, got but all you're the girls. in high school. You already kind of like no, no, mentally developed, no, at least knew right from wrong. But okay. these little kids going in elementary school, kindergarten. Going back to what you said. Were you, who, who's committing suicide? The junior high and high school kids. Okay? It's a they're the ones that we're talking about on the news. 80 and 90%, I don't know if that's the number, but 80 90% of the kids that are really severely bullied are in the high school, junior high school. They're well, not there's the, the even some school. that are even in college age that have committed suicide they grow because they've probably gone through years of middle school and high school of bullying. Not and cool. And you know pair. what? I'm not going to grow a pair. I'm going to grow a JJ. That's <laughs> what I'm going to do because JJs can take a pounding. All right. We got to go with music break. When we come back, we're going to have a little bit more of the news and dirty laundry. Oh, my goodness. I had the song. I had the song. Oh, no. Oh, no. What happened to it? You know, sometimes we just get technical issues. And oh, it seems like it's one of those nights. Day, I think Theo Luis is mad at us because it's Angel NSA, forgot dude. to bring him his beer. It's, it's He's NSA. not here. So Angel didn't bring him his beer, and that's why he's probably mad at it's us. NSA. He's jiggly jangling our stuff. <sighs> anyway, this is a track by um, by uh, what's the name of the the, the the artist? Wonder Fox. Wonder Fox. They were on our. They were at Theo Luis's garage. They performed here. This song's called Tiempo. Check it out. It's rocks. And here we go. Siento un 
Catch our show every Saturday at 8.30 a.m. on Channel 20, DirecTV, Dish, and AT&T Uverse. Tune in. And welcome back to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. I'm Jose. And I'm Jackie. (laughs) Sorry, I was getting so entranced by this next story that we have going on. It's hilarious. (laughs) Jackie's filling in for my brother Angel, who's had car problems now. Oh, yeah, yeah. What? Ooh. Although he (laughs) says that we're rocking. And when he said we're rocking, he said me and you. (laughs) So he's giving me some love. Thanks, Angel. Thanks for listening also. uh, Wherever you're stranded on the (laughs) road, thanks for listening still. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, we want to thank you guys for listening to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel as we continue another week of Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. Um, Julie Contreras chimed in regarding bullying. She says, my baby Anna says, you are wrong. You come from a family that cares and touch your self-worth. But what about the less fortunate who who stands up for them? That's a very good point, Julia. Very, very good point. You know what, though? I I still think that the, 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 the policies exist. The laws exist. The rules exist already. We don't need to create more uh, laws and, 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 and things. Just enforce those that are. Uh, exploit the things that exist already. Okay, how about you, Julia? How about the neighbor take over and help out? How about, you know, if we're asking for the government to step in here and there all, all the time, adding more programs, not only does it cost money, the government controls more. Look, the schools already control our kids. We have no power over our children. We can't even send the kids to our, the schools that we choose to, mm-hmm. you know? That's true. So how about the neighbor, okay? 
I mean, this whole idea that the government has to be the savior of everything is wrong because the government is huge. Do you mean that the community would need to step I up said and the neighbor. have community? I know love? what you're going with, the social everything. <laughs> um, I say yes. If the neighbors, you know, there used to be a time when after, uh, after disasters, when there wasn't FEMA, the Federal Emergency Management Agency, and communities would rebuild themselves. Private industry would rebuild themselves. So um, that's a very, very, very good point. But we are – our government is too big already. They are entrenched in everything, everything. And you know what? I foresee things. The next kid who says a joke, just joking around, will go to jail because he's a bully. I mean the, the, the fact that now kids can't even pretend they have a, an air gun without being expelled from school. Imagine when a kid says a joke about the next kid, they're going to be expelled under these no-tolerance policies. Ladies and gentlemen, understand the big picture. These things will happen, especially in schools. You can't, you can't trust schools. They don't think for themselves. I hate to say this because the mother of my children is a teacher, but a lot of these faculty people that work at the schools, and these aren't the teachers, but for the most part, they're like sixth graders, man. They don't think for themselves. They don't have common sense Judgment. They don't. I, I hate dealing with faculty. Hate it. Because they're mensos. <laughs> your, your, your cousin Chicho, you want to, what, you want him to meet mensos? Tell them to meet faculty people at schools. Teachers are aside from that. But the faculty? The, well, there are some teachers that are mensos. Some of I them admit. aren't. But they're mensos. They're mm-hmm. mensos. There's no common sense judgment. They just go by the rules. And there's no common sense judgment. Yeah. But that's a very good point, uh, Julia. Thanks for chiming in. Thanks for chiming in there. Uh, let's move on to our next story, which I'm telling you, it's, it's quite a hoot. It's <laughs> a hoot. A Houston man who spent nearly $3,000 on a stripper is suing her to get his money back, claiming that it was a loan. However, the stripper, which goes by the name Nomi, says, quote-unquote, she doesn't believe in loans. <laughs> Robert Wallace, who's 32 years old, is bringing the suit against this um, uh, dancer who claims that they were dating. He met her a year ago at a club named Treasures in Houston and claims to have spent <laughs> the money on her when they began a relationship. He lent her around the $2,000 along with a laptop and some Harry Potter DVDs. <laughs> who, knew, who knew strippers were into Harry Potter? Uh, he told the news that he had a dating relationship and they broke up on May 3rd. He says, I know how stubborn she can be, so I waited about a week for her to return my things and I decided to file a suit to get my stuff back. However, Nomi, the stripper, claims that the relationship was platonic and she had no idea that the items and money named in the suit weren't gifts. She says, I've given him gifts too you want to know what they are how do i get my booty and boobs back (laughs) you say it girl oh see this is more of like a thing my brother would like to comment about (laughs) a court date has yet to be set for the lawsuit from the houston man um best best of luck to know me to get her booty and boobs back know me know me don't you know me Nice. <laughs> um, I remember a very bad situation when we were in uh, in Florida at a friend's uh, wedding. Uh-huh. And the night before the wedding, we had a, a guy's night. We didn't go out. We, we, we wanted to drink and play poker. Okay. And we had a great poker game going. We, had, we were in one of the hotel rooms. One of, it was my hotel room, I think. I don't remember. But we were playing poker. We had a good – I actually was winning. I had a good pot going of money. 
And one of the guys were drinking. One of the guys wanted to call a stripper to come in and strip. Mm-hmm. I didn't want that. Mm-hmm. The poker with the guys, that's fun. Yeah. To bring up. But he kept insisting, come on, let's bring one for our, our buddy's name was Angel also. Come on, he deserves to get a stripper. We get him a stripper. I'm like, fine, whatever, I'll pitch in. Uh-huh. She shows up, you know, uh-huh. and he takes her in the room. What he's, was her name? He's drunk. I don't remember her name. I don't care. I was really mad because when I was, I was drinking tequila, I tell you, I get angry when I drink You do. And, uh, and um, the guy takes her in the room, and, I, and we all think he's going to the room to, you know, make, to negotiate whatever the cost. Uh-huh. And he's taking long. He's taking long. I finally open the door. I go in there. I'm like, dude, what's going on? He's totally trying to bone the chick. <gasps> yeah. I'm like, and I got really mad. I said, dude, you're taking her money and paying this chick to have sex? Yeah, I'm that's like, not cool. So she comes out and she does the strip for and I I don't like it, dude. I'm sorry. I love the female body. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But the whole strip thing, I don't get it. I don't. Because why would I pay a woman to tease me when I got my woman? Uh-huh. To dance for me. Why would, you know what I'm saying? So, um, but the guy was an idiot. He got drunk. Uh-huh. He didn't want to pay her. And she got, you know how these strippers can be. Well, they can get. Pretty bad. They can get hood on so you. So she did. She got a totally hood. She was a white girl. She got totally cracker on him. Totally hardcore on him. And he got pissed off. And what did he do? He fucking got her clothes. We were like on the third floor. She was still naked. Grabbed all her clothes and threw it out the freaking balcony <gasps> and pushed her out the hallway. Oh, my God. That's yeah. terrible. I was angry. I was pissed. It was horrible. It was degrading. It was degrading. You're degrading. Yes, her. of course. She's already stripping, and then you degrade her like that. But why didn't he want to pay her? I don't remember what it was. I don't remember what it was. I was, I was, too, I was really drunk. Okay. I wasn't drunk drunk, but I was really buzzed. Uh-huh. And all I know is that I was so enraged. I was angry that he wanted to get a stripper. Uh-huh. And but whatever, when she was there dancing, some of course the guys enjoyed Entertainment, it. Entertainment, yeah. Um, I wasn't into it because I was angry. Once I get angry, I'm, that's why I don't drink tequila. <laughs> Once I get angry and angry, oh, plus she got on the table uh-huh. and the chips were all there, and I was winning. Oh no! And so she, your chips went all over the all place. all over the place. <gasps> all over the place and I was mad so you were like shooing her off the table yeah. you're like no 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 you know get and, off here hook uh, her heels and so I was really mad after that I'm like I'm calling it a night this is ridiculous this is ghetto it's very low life there are I must say there are some nice strippers who are really really good and can give you a good show can well I'm not you- ragging on the girl I'm ragging on my buddy yeah although she, he, you know, she was but, bone. like, okay, when he was trying to bone her, was she, like, going forward? Was she trying to, like, negotiate? Or was she, like, no, 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 no get I, off me. I'm I not. got the impression that they were negotiating to, to have sex. Uh, okay. That's a different kind of stripper yeah. when they kind of go down that road. Well, it's a poor thing for uh, for Nomi Nomi who's saying that um, she thought they were gifts and that they were just friends. <sighs> Sorry. What a loser. What a loser. It's like, remember, um, um, what's the guy who has a television show uh, where everyone fights? Where everyone fights? It, Judge Judy? No, no. It's a talk show where everyone fights. Uh, they all go get Oh, him. Jerry Springer? Jerry Springer got busted because <laughs> he bounced a check on a, to a stripper. Right. <laughs> oh, uh, okay. Gosh. Moving on, guys. So, you know, uh, Levi's jeans. It's a common staple pair of jeans that have been around for a while. Everyone likes to wear them. And they, um, 
CEO of uh, of Levi uh, Strauss recent, recently made a comment about his laundry habits with his own personal Levi's jeans. He said that the current pair he had, he hasn't been washed in 11 months and that he recommends you wash your pair of jeans about once a year. Additional from the fact that it's uh, an eco-friendly lifestyle. He says you don't really use up that much water and they could last a lot more longer than most people think without washing them. And so, of course, the environmentalists commented on this and said, yeah, you don't have to wash your jeans all the time. If they get a little stinky, just put them in the freezer. In the freezer? Put them in the freezer and apparently that will neutralize whatever odors come from your <laughs> denim jeans. I'll tell you, wear them and start sweating in them. You know what? I agree with the CEO of, of what? Levi's. No, no, don't tell me. Yeah. Wash I, once a year? No, I I, it, I don't know how long it is. I don't go that long. But because my jeans do get very, very dirty when I work. Uh-huh. But I do go a while without washing my jeans. I always have. Except the ones that I work with regularly, they get to wash. But my jeans, I'll go months without <gasps> washing them. Jose Hernandez. Absolutely. If I started doing okay, it because. Okay, let me just. No. Gross. First of all, first of all, keep in mind where these jeans go I on know. a daily basis. Not your work-related ones, but what they go through as far as what kind of odors they can get from you personally. I don't get those odors. Well, you don't know what kind of day it is. I if- do know. Let me just say this. I do. Let me just say this to my defense. I pay attention. If my jeans, if if I exert myself or I do something that I know the jeans are going to part, then I, I make a point do something about it so but typically jeans they so they if it's a casual day yeah then they don't, they don't need to be washed for several months i don't because they fade and they shrink right okay, fine and and so i don't and the times that they might get like stinky i hang them out in the air They're stinky I, I don't put them in the free, freezer i hang them out I found that sometimes... Do you Febreze them, at least? No, I don't Febreze them. I don't want them to smell like anything but jeans. Okay. No, really. it's They don't need Maybe to be it's washed. it's a guy thing that yeah. they're totally cool with it. Because no. I don't know. I don't know about us girls not washing our jeans it, for a whole year. For you, it's the thought. I promise you, if my jeans smelled, I would wash them. I pay attention. I do pay attention to that. <laughs> but if they just get a little, a little odorous, you just hang them out. Yes. For the natural air, yes, to and absorb. They air them out, the and then I and then I check him to see if they stink. Look, I want to defend myself by saying I do pay attention to whether or not, as I'm wearing them, as if I'm draw, I spill something on them, or if I'm exerting myself, that if they're going to get dirty, I go, you know, I pretty probably should wash them or check them. I do make a point of doing that. Uh, anyway, what about stains? Of course, I keep a stain. Now, a stain, I might want to wipe it off myself with you know a little bit of water and um, and some soap mm-hmm. because I want. But it tr- doesn't necessarily require a full wash. No, no. Wowzers. No. I don't know. I can't. I. <laughs> Billy Scott says, "Cochino, Jose, wash them things." Exactly. Thank <laughs> you, Billy Scott. I knew you would be on my side. Hey, Billy, when was the last time you washed that bandana on your head? You don't want it to fade, do you? <laughs> That nice navy blue bandana. 
<laughs> oh my goodness. I just I don't maybe because we're I'm a girl and I want to have things clean and smelling nice as often and as long as possible <laughs> for a whole year. I mean there's so many things that can happen in a whole year. You have smells around you of maybe I don't know, maybe you went to a barbecue and it smells like smoke and it smells like barbecue. I can't say that I've that I've gone that long without you know washing them. But I don't wash them because they fade and they shrink. And I, when I do wash them, I always wash them in cold water and I hang dry them so they don't shrink. Okay. I hang dry all my clothes but the chonies. The chonies, I wash them in hot water and dry them. I don't know who came up with that. One of these environmentalists had said to put them in the freezer. Like, was there some sort of, like, testing done as to what's the most efficient way to I, I bet move you, odors out of a pair of jeans? I bet you what it does, it neutralizes the bacteria. But when you thaw out the bacteria, uh. it comes back to life. Wouldn't it die by that point if it's in the freezer? Some bacteria can, with freezing, if it just goes into a frozen state and comes back. doesn't mean it'll kill it. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Julie Contreras uh, posted a really funny photo on her Facebook wall on Twin Talk Show. It's uh, Fuchila, sacase de aquí. And it's this uh, dude from um, that <laughs> show spraying some neutralizing odor in the air. <laughs> Gross. But that's what the CEO of the Levi's company said. He said, it's cool. Just, you know. I've never had a complaint. And I do make a point. I promise you. I make a point of but paying attention. But maybe it's according to your nasal standards where it's okay. Maybe someone else who has a more highly sensitive sort of nasal strength can if smell. Any of my, if any of my women in my past are listening now, please chime in and let me know if you ever felt that my chonies, not my chonies. My jeans stunk. Maybe your jeans smelled like chonies. Because my chonies will stink, <laughs> to tell you that right now. But I do pick because, look, I am a very conscientious I mean, as, as with my laundry. As you're being meticulous about it. Like, you're really, like, you know, making sure that it's good to go. I My shirts, I make sure that um, I don't want to wash my clothes more often than necessary to make them last so that they don't look washed or worn. I like the shirt colors to stay fast for as long as I can. Mm -hmm. Things like that. I hang dry all my clothes after I've washed them. Um, so if I'm wearing a t-shirt and I haven't worked, because when I work I, I get stinky and sweaty, yeah. I'll sniff it, make sure it doesn't stink, put it back away. If it stinks, I wash it. Bless you. Thank you. <laughs> See, I think it's your jeans that are like giving me some sort of allergies right now. They're like trying to fight me. I'd like to, I'm curious to know if there are any of my girls out there who've uh, <laughs> thought, oh man. I, is this story I, making you kind of question it, I, Jose? I, I, I dig Jose, but man, his jeans stink today. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess whatever. Uh, you know, tickles your pickle about your jeans. Your just, pickle. Just, just make sure you guys are just, you know, be conscious that maybe they're a little stinky more than you think they are. <laughs> it's okay if you don't want to wash them. Well, no, I don't want to say it's okay to not wash them in a whole month. But if that's your thing, <laughs> maybe throw it in twice a year at it's, least. It's stinky. You say it's it all. It's stinky. It's stinky. <laughs> and, uh, you know, try the, the freezer test. Let me know how that works out because I don't know about a bit of really neutralizing odors in there. And uh, maybe let us know on twin on our Facebook wall of uh, what way you neutralize your jeans odors. <laughs> or give us a call at 626-275-TWIN, 626-275-8946.
Ay, 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 ay. There you go. Is that it? Any more? That's all that I have for tonight, guys. All right. We'll be right back with Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. Thanks for listening to uh, the news and Dirty Laundry. We'll be right back. Do you know any twins? No. No, sorry. Do you want to know a twin? No, thank you. Two. What are conjoined twins? I don't know. I'm, I'm going to be late for work. Three. What do you know about twins? Nothing. Uh, I'm a little busy. Four. Identical twins have matching fingerprints? Uh, I believe so. Same with DNA. Can you name any celebrity twins? How about the girls from all the double mint commercials? If I was to ask you, what is a conjoined twin, what would that be? Um, I don't know. A conjoined twin is either A, a twin with extra joints, B, a twin that joins clubs, or C, a twin that is physically attached to his twin. It's either C or A. Ashton Kutcher, twin or not? No, but not that I know. He's a twin. Is he? Fraternal. Fraternal. I'm an identical twin. I'm one of the hosts of Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. Do I look like Jose or Angel? Uh, I'm going to say you look like a Jose. Thank you very much. kind of weird for a guy saying you look like an angel. Scarlett Johansson, twin or not? She doesn't have a twin, does she? She does. Is she uh, identical? No, actually, it's a fraternal twin. His name is Hunter. Oh, damn. Damn. <laughs> 
Do you have your own... Individuality? Thank you, yes, individuality. Absolutely, we're individual. He's the good-looking one, and I'm the smart one. <laughs> oh, okay. You think Johnny Depp is sexy? I think he's very sexy. Would you date him if he was a conjoined twin? If he would have me, I probably would. Who do you think would be one of the sexiest men alive to you right now? You could say Jose the twin. Um, I'm a lesbian. That's awesome. <laughs> I am so hardcore lesbian myself. You're identical? Yes, we're identical twins. His name is Angel. Angel, that's a, nice. So if his name is Angel, what do you think my name would be? Oh, it could be any A name. I think A names are cool, like Angel and Andre. Or... Well, my name's Jose. They used to say, well, if I'm Jose, then he must be Jose B. What do you <laughs> I think that's it unless you want to add something to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel uh, no that's good thank you for your time man how about a shout out to my brother Angel what's up Angel have a good one buddy and welcome back to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel I'm Jose and I'm Jackie and she's filling in for my brother Angel who had car problems and he had to get stranded or something um, anyway uh, before we go a couple things uh, first of all, thanks for enduring the issue with the technical. So um, we, I had a whole segment of uh, sound bites that I was going to be talking about uh, from my um, uh, from being at the United We Stand Fest, and um, we've run out of time to do those because of the technical issues. But I do want to play one of them. I spoke with Lee Camp uh, of from a comedian and activist from A Moment of, Ca- of Clarity. Uh, one of the many people I spoke to, and I want to play a little uh, interview I had with him. Uh, we talk a little bit about the United We Stand Fest, but he had some pretty interesting things to say about what we should do. Or you know, because I asked him, yeah, I'm very cynical about um, American people. I'm more cynical about the people of America now. Um, we all know the government screwed up, but the worst thing is people are allowing it to just be that way. And he was a little more optimistic. This is my interview with Lee Camp um, uh, from the United We Stand Fest. Check it out. Camp, I'm a comedian um, from, I don't know, New York, Virginia, D.C., and I, I have a web series called Moment of Clarity. Now, United We Stand Fest has brought together a lot of different for lack of a better term, factions of the alternative news slash activists. Oh, like movement. fact dash shuns. I like it. So, do you think that something like this, the way our government is, for instance, with such an entrenched two-party system, such an oligarchy as it is, that something like this can effectuate change? Can it affect change? Um, I think that... So I have one tattoo. It's on my arm. It says, small acts when multiplied by millions of people can become a power no government can suppress, a power that can change the world. It's by Howard Zinn. And this is one of those small acts, you know? Will things change tomorrow? No. And a lot of activists burn out because they're thinking tomorrow is the revolution or something. But right now, we're living in a world where the revolution needs to happen in our minds. And it's going to be a slow process, and I think we're getting there. And I think, you know, people don't point to it enough, but you see people waking up on certain issues, such as gay marriage, such as, you know, this is over a span of a decade. In in world times, in human times, this decade is nothing. It is a moment. 
And over a decade, we've gone from 80% of the country or something against gay marriage to like 80% for gay marriage. We've gone from 80% against uh, uh, legalizing pot to for legalizing pot. I mean, that shows how people are waking up. We don't live in these little bubbles. We don't live in a farm town anymore because of the internet. And people are waking up. It's just but, a slow process. But, but don't you see... Oh, let me rephrase that. What I feel... I'm a little more pessimistic. I see our government just taking a deep step into tyranny, a deep step into oh, don't get more me than ever before. Don't get, don't get me wrong. These are some fucked up times, and we are in the brink. You know, we are in my in my new special, which, sorry to self-promote, but um, in my new special that people can download for whatever they want to pay at LeeCamp.net, uh, I talk about how we, we are at the fork of two worlds, a world where we can use technology and make this a really great place to live. We can decide how much our environment can handle, how much of our abuse it can handle, and live by that way. Or we can go the other fork in the road and keep following down this corporate uh, domination path. Uh, you know, plutocracy. It is ruled by the wealthy. Over 50% of Congress is millionaires. Uh, the the guy running for, for House of Representatives who spends the most money, has the most money to spend, wins 93% of the time. In the Senate, it's over 80%. So this is the wealthy, the money, ruling our society. And we can go that route or we can go the other route. Talk about society, though. I also see, and I'm being the pessimist, I see more apathy than I've ever seen in my life. More Kool-Aid drinking than I've ever seen in my life. How do you respond to that? Well, you're not wrong. I do think that the I, I do think that people are starting to wake up, like I just said a minute ago. And and despite all that apathy, all that living in a world of illusion, you know, we are living. We have more and more adults acting like they're children, spending 12 hours a day on video games. Like you know, if you want to play video games for a half hour a day to decompress, that's a different thing. But we have adults acting like children that don't want to. That we're all escaping. It's 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 ruled by escapism. And, you know, you can have some escapism. Just don't have all the escapism. So, it, uh, yeah, we, we, are in, we are in terrible times, and I think people do need to wake up. But I think it is happening. If we can keep the Internet free, which is, you know, a fight that's happening today, literally this week, the FCC is voting on this shit. Uh, if we can keep the Internet freedom there, then people will continue to wake up. You, you have more people supporting being an independent, supporting being a third party, uh, you know, supporting a third party. Uh, you have that more than ever before, and there's a reason for that. It's because information is getting out there more than ever before. My point of view is this. I've been a journalist in the mainstream journal, uh, mainstream media for 20 years. I work with people that have degrees, master's degrees, and they're journalists and producers. And people like yourself, like black myself, <laughs> myself, yourself, we are, we are the fringe according to them. I speak to them about truths, and they think I'm an idiot. Yeah. And they're so-called educated well, not, people. Not all of them. You got, you know, you got Chris Hedges, you got Noam Chomsky, you got Richard Wolff, you got amazing economists and amazing uh, uh, thinkers that are out there that are able to look outside of this paradigm. But a lot of, I mean, you know, the, a lot of the intelligentsia, they understand where their bread is buttered, where they can get a job and be a professor, and where they can get on TV. You know, they're they're not going to question that. And if they are going 
going to question that, a lot of them are sidelined. You don't hear those thinkers. Like, yeah, there's a few famous ones like Hedges, like Chomsky, but there's, and, and Hitchens and those types. Uh, you know, Hitchens obviously passed away, but uh, there, there is a reason this system has been set up like this, that the media has been set up like this, to sideline thinkers like that. And, and uh, you know, so you got to seek information outside of that box. And But the, the awakening I was talking about is happening because people are seeking information outside of that small academic intelligentsia elite, you know. Hug a twin today. Listen to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Kick back. And listen. like you and you are not like me you don't need to love me nor do I need to do the same all that matters is we live in harmony even though I may not know your name I do not agree with many of your views and mine may offend you but I respect yours please respect mine the world will never be perfect but I hope you know that navigating its peaks and valleys, enduring its ups and downs, make you who you are. And I can dig that. Chill. One love. How about that? That's a chill lounge that brought to you by Jose. Oh, wait a minute. There we go. No, I... Oh, there you go. That's a really nice chill out. I think maybe you'd make Angel proud. Uh, it's not quite the same, though, because my brother has sort of a little bit of a... He has like a flow. He's got a baritone almost going to it. Mm-hmm. Chill. One love. Yeah. But anyway, I wrote it just uh, as we were listening to that uh, Lee Camp interview. Thank you very much for tuning in to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. I hope you enjoyed the show. I hope you enjoyed that little snippet we had with Lee Camp. Uh, he's a wise man. Uh, and I hope that it wakens you all to not put up with what's going on in this country of ours. A lot of crap's going on, and we're just saying, ah, they all do it and move on to the next baseball game or Kardashian episode. Hey, I like the Kardashians. They're entertaining. Oh, my God. They're so... They're dumb, but it's entertaining. <sighs> Trampy. I like watching that. Enjoy it. And that's just a snippet of more clips that we'll be able to listen to, right? Yes. Next week, I have more interviews uh, with Capadonna from Wu-Tang Clan. Uh, 
Uh, interview with Jill Stein, who was uh, the Green Party runner or uh, candidate for the president in 2012. Was that 2012? She ran for president. She was handcuffed to a chair and not allowed to be part of the primary because this two-party system is ridiculous. Anyways, she will be uh, – I spoke with her and uh, spoke with Luis Rodriguez, candidate for governor of California for the Green Party. Interesting uh, thing with him. Check it out next week. You'll get those clips. Um, and we thank you all for listening. Have a good night. Have thank, a good night. Thank you, Jackie, for filling in for my bro. Thank you. Thank you for letting me fill in. I had a blast. You want to do the shoe? Oh, no. I'm no, so not. You do it. You do it. I don't do I'm the shoe. I'm not a shoe. I'm not a shoe Okay, person. I'll try. My attempt. My very weak attempt. Good night, everyone. Thanks for listening to Twin Talk. We'll catch you next week. Shoo!